welcome to the Bromley Adult Education College Digital Drop-In Podcast, getting you back to work with confidence. Hello, I'm Jill Collier and welcome to episode 5 of the Digital Drop-In Podcast. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Justin Smith-Essex, who is a director of the Apprenticeship College. I've invited Justin here today to talk about the process of apprenticeships. Welcome Justin and thank you so much for coming to spend some time with us today. Pleasure, Jill. Nice to be here. So can I start at the beginning? What is an apprenticeship? Well, there's two types of apprenticeships now. So there's the traditional apprenticeship where people are an apprentice, and I'll talk more about that later. And then there's um, anybody can be an apprentice now. So you can do an apprenticeship programme through your employer. So a couple of years ago, the government introduced something called the apprenticeship levy. And that means that certain size companies pay a proportion of tax uh, into a little budget and they can get that tax back if they spend it on training. And that training is done through an apprenticeship training company. And it means that everybody that does that training is an apprentice. So apprenticeships now can be for anybody of any age in hundreds of different subject matters. So it's a much broader thing now. So I think you've answered my question then. I was going to say who is eligible, but you're saying everybody. There's not an age restriction or um, a qualification restriction? No, there's no age restriction. So we, uh, in our organisation, are working with people who are in their 50s and 60s as apprentices. Uh, much to their confusion when they first joined it because they thought apprentices were only people that were aged 16 to 24. There are some restrictions around the type of apprenticeship that you can do dependent on previous qualifications. So if, for example, you wanted to do a level three apprenticeship in management, but you've got a degree in management, you wouldn't be able to do it because you've got a qualification that's higher than the apprenticeship that you're already doing. So those are the only restrictions in place that if you've got a qualification that's either equal to, similar or exceeds the apprenticeship, then you wouldn't be able to do it and your employer, if you were working, wouldn't be able to draw down funding. Apart from that, apprenticeships go right the way through from entry level, right the way up to masters, doctorates, everything now. So everything in between, there's a really broad spectrum of different programmes that you can do. Okay, no, I had no idea that apprenticeships went up to those sort of levels. Um, would you say there is a more popular type of apprenticeship? Is it a lot more entry level than this master level you're talking about? or? Yeah, definitely. The the most popular at the moment, so um, regularly throughout the year, the Department of Education uh, publicise the apprenticeships that are the most popular. The most popular ones at the moment are around team leading. So people who are in a very junior management job that want to learn basic management skills. So that would be the level three team leading apprenticeship. The level five management apprenticeship is very popular. There's some around project management, 
business administration is a very popular apprenticeship. So that can be for anybody that works in a fairly junior role in an organization that wants to learn um, basic business admin skills. So very often people that might be doing their first ever job, if they're in an office-based environment or doing an admin type task, the business admin one would be one of those that's the most popular. But then there's a broad spectrum. You know, you can do them in horse riding, um, hairdressing, uh, there's things around facilities management. There's hundreds of apprenticeships now that you can uh, do, and there's more coming online on almost on a monthly basis that get approved for delivery. That's interesting you say hairdressing because I was wondering whether, um, you know, there was plenty in the sort of what I call the skills-based industry. Um, so I, I presume they are some available for, I don't know, engineering, plumbing, that, that sort of thing. Absolutely. So you will still find that um, going back to the more traditional apprentice, that we would think of, about yeah. sort of 16 to 24 year olds yeah. that coming out of school. So whether you're going into higher education, further education, employment or an apprenticeship, there will be apprenticeships in things like plumbing, electrician, um, those types of, of roles. Um, and hairdressing and retail apprenticeships that are out there. So somebody that might be working their first ever job in a retail business can now do an apprenticeship and get a qualification as a result of that. So those apprenticeships still exist. What has happened since the apprenticeship levy was introduced is less people are doing those now. Employers are spending more of their money on existing staff rather than recruiting new staff. But they still exist, they're still very popular, and they're a great way for people that want to work and develop skills and get paid at the same time to be able to do that. Right, yes. Um, so thinking of people that are unemployed rather than, as you say, if you're within a company, um, and your organisation may wish to sort of give you some a continual personal development or um, a sort of a, a, a qualification for the work you're doing. But if we do think of the other side of the coin, where perhaps somebody is unemployed, how did they go about seeing whether there's an apprenticeship, being an apprentice, I guess you would say, um, to, to, to possibly improve their employment prospects? Would you have any ideas on that? Yeah, so there's a number of different routes that someone can take. Um, there's still the National Apprenticeship Scheme. Um, attached to that is the National Apprenticeship Wage, which currently is a minimum of £3.90. So that's £3.90 an hour. There are a number of different routes into that. You can go onto various websites, um, indeed.co.uk, or there are what's called apprenticeship training authorities or organisations that specifically recruit apprentices. Lots of local authorities, so if it was a type of role, we talked about plumbing, electricians, um, if you were doing um, other types of uh, roles like that. There are roles and apprenticeship schemes that are advertised all the time, right the way into other types of organisations. So the BBC recruit apprentices all the time and they will target people who maybe have been long-term unemployed or younger people that, are type, that want to do those types of apprenticeships. They give you a great opportunity to be working and as an apprentice earning a wage and usually doing 
maybe a day a week of release to go and do your educational side. So if your employer that you're working for is what's called an employer provider, they might deliver the training to you, or you might have day release to go to a local college where you might do um, elements of your qualification through that. So those apprenticeships still exist. There's still um, a, a very popular way to support people back into employment working whilst getting um, a qualification. Now that £3.90 is the minimum that you could be paid. Most employers will pay more than that and in some cases some employers will pay the same salary that they would pay an entry-level member of staff coming in. Um, particularly in London they tend to try and get closer to the national living wage rather than just that apprenticeship wage. Right, so that, that is, that, that's really really um, helpful I've got to admit I've been on the Indeed website looking for jobs it's not occurred to me to actually look there to see the companies that, that offer apprenticeships so I will certainly do that and and certainly get um, you know the clients in the digital drop-in center to look at that because I do think you know to to, to add a qualification you know to your to your CV and and you know to your personal skills is you know is something that that's measurable and does show that you're doing something doesn't it um so there it's interesting that there's companies that actually sort of actively promote that as you say places like bbc and sort of quite big big companies that that offer that um this this might be an impossible question to answer i was, I was going to say how long do these apprenticeships last but i i'm assuming it's going to depend on the type of job that you're or the type of qualification or? Uh, it can do an apprenticeship has to last a minimum of 12 months so what an employer can't do is just take somebody on on an apprenticeship scheme and two months later say that's it done when people are taken on, they should have an expectation that they're going to be there for at least a year. Now, clearly that's dependent on someone's performance and whether they're committed themselves to that programme, but the employer has to give that commitment back to you that you will be there for 12 months. What they don't have to promise you is a job at the end of it. But clearly, if you're going to work for a local authority, so the London Borough of Greenwich, as an example, is an organisation that my business used to work with extensively. That was a great way for them to get people into entry-level roles and they specifically targeted people who were long-term unemployed or who had a poor educational background and therefore might have struggled through interviews to get their first foot on the on the you know the step to employment. So apprenticeships were a great way of them getting people into various roles, whether they were more manual roles as part of the borough. Um, or whether they were administrative roles in their offices. That was their way of getting people in. And people knew that they had that commitment and that financial stability for at least 12 months. So it's really up to the individual to make sure that they take the most of the opportunity that's being given to them with an apprenticeship. Work hard, get their qualification, and evidence to that employer why they should keep them on. Right. I should have to look at the London Borough of Bromley. And <laughs> you should indeed, yeah. I mean, I'm sure most most boroughs, particularly in London, are very focused on uh, recruiting apprentices into their business because it's a great way of bringing talent in, if we're honest, at a lower rate than it might be paying somebody else. But there's obviously that commitment to the educational side to make sure that they get their qualifications. And if people are, you know, hardworking, get their qualification, 
um, and are uh, contributing to that business and that organization, why wouldn't that employer want to keep that person on? Because they've had them in their business for 12 months. So most boroughs, certainly in London, but across the whole of the UK, do have lots of apprenticeship schemes in place to make sure that they can target people that are unemployed or that have left school with poor education, poor qualification results. This is another route to getting a job. That's fantastic. I I must admit, sort of friends of mine that have um, employed apprentices, they've they've found that they've almost moulded them into their company. And and at the end of that, they, they do keep them on because they... You know, they feel that they've got exactly what they want. There's no unknown quantity. They've 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 seen them sort of in action for the last year or or sometimes more. So it's they have kept them on, but not all companies can do that. Um, and so presumably, if you do your year's apprenticeship or, or potentially longer, and the company has to say thank you and goodbye because they're not in a financial position to offer them anymore. Um, I'm sure that must put that person in a better position for finding a similar role somewhere because they've got relevant, up-to-date experience and a new qualification to prove it. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, because if you've gone and done a 12-month or a uh, however long apprenticeship and you are now a uh, qualified plumber as a result because you've gone out and done it or you've completed your plumbing apprenticeship, as an example, you are much more employable for another business or organisation than you were before you started it. If you've gone and done a business administration apprenticeship, you will have learnt skills that are much more on the job focused than perhaps they are as academic if you're at school. You know, myself at school, I was lazy. I was brighter than I studied and therefore was lazy when it came to doing exams. So I got, I scraped through on exams rather than putting a lot of effort into it, unlike many of my siblings. But doing on the job working has enabled me to develop in my career. And I've seen a lot of the people that work in our business who've come in as apprentices, who were perhaps a lot quieter, more introvert, that are now become much more confident as, as they've gone through that process. And I'd like to see them at some point go and work for another bigger organisation and really utilise those skills. So I think they're a fantastic opportunity for people of whatever age to learn new skills, get paid and have the prospect and the potential of a job at the end of it. Totally agree. I think, I think Many, many people would would say your story, you know, youth is wasted on the young. And I think a lot of us can say that if we went back, we we may have taken some of our qualifications more seriously, but that was then and this is now. And as mature adults, um, we we do have that luxury, if we can get into an apprenticeship, of getting an up-to-date, relevant qualification, don't we? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's really, really given me and I hope some of our listeners food for thought. I think that could be a definite route forward for, um, you know, for for some of our listeners to be able to to get an up to date qualification. So I really thank you, Justin, for your time, and I think people will find this particular episode, uh, you know, really, really interesting. So I, I thank you for for coming here and spending your valuable time today. It's been my pleasure, and I think the the last piece of advice I would give is if someone's interested. You know, go and search online apprenticeships in uh, either in a type of role that they're looking for or in a location, and they will see numbers of companies 
that are looking for apprentices and have an opportunity to go and get a job or at least to go for an interview in those areas. Um, and that could be the start of a completely new career for them. Thank you very much. Thank you. Pleasure. Bye bye. For help with all your job searching needs, do visit one of our digital drop-in venues. On a Monday, we are open 12.30 to 3.30pm at our Poveris Centre. And on a Tuesday, we are open 10am to 2pm at our Kentwood Centre. In our sessions, we offer free use of computers for job searching, advice on creating a winning CV, plus lots of short training courses to gain skills in the digital world. This podcast has been produced by Bromley Adult Education College. For full details of how we can support your return to work, visit our website www.baec.ac.uk and search for Digital Dropper. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to receive notifications of new episodes.